Real estate is all about who you know. And this episode is all about mining your database for gold. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Savvy Agent Podcast, where we help real estate agents build a thriving business so they have financial freedom in their life without having to work 24-7. I'm your host, Heather Wright. Now let's get to it. In last week's episode, we talked about the different marketing categories of leads, relationship marketing, outbound marketing, and inbound marketing. In this episode, we're going to focus on the people you know and how we can ensure that you're on track to secure those leads in 2023 because they're the best ones around. To recap, your relationship lead sources are going to include past clients, sphere of influence, referrals, probate, agent referrals, builder, new construction, REOs, short sales. And we've talked a lot in previous episodes about past clients and sphere of influence. So in this episode, I want to focus on the people you might not be thinking about but I'll include some links in the show notes in case you want to go back and listen on how to build out your strategy for a great past client sphere of influence system. Of course, referrals are huge in real estate. Who doesn't love referrals? They're actually those come list me unicorns that we all want, aren't they? This year, my team has had 12 referrals, either closed or currently under contract. Now we don't actively ask for referrals, but we do have a good system of staying in touch with the people we know. Now, I should probably reconsider my strategy on asking for referrals, because if we did ask for referrals, who knows, maybe we would have a lot more than 12 people under contract or closed already this year that were a referral lead source. Now, I've put some thought into this, and I have come up with a lot of different ways to ask for referrals without sounding sleazy. So think about your referral strategy. Do your past clients sphere of influence, do they know that you're open to take on more business? Maybe, but I bet a reminder wouldn't hurt. A couple ideas off the top of my head. You could include a subliminal referral message on your greeting cards like I do. I've talked about this before. We send cards out to clients like congratulations, happy house anniversary. We just sent out some trick-or-treat cards. So on the back of our card, it says, when it's time to buy or sell your home, choose the right team, myrighthouse.com, which is my business. And then it has Heather Wright and Associates and it has a little picture of the three of us and, and my dog. It's pretty cute, but it is a subliminal referral. You could also just ask for a referral. I mean, maybe that's once a quarter, maybe it's every month, whatever period of time it makes sense for you. You could just ask for a referral. You could include a PS in your emails. Although that's really annoying to other realtors because it takes up so much space and there's nothing worse than when someone says in their email or their voicemail, I'm never too busy for your referrals. And yet they're not responding to my email or answering the fucking phone. So it would seem as though they are too busy for my referrals. So if you're going to go with a PS, choose wisely. You could also tell a story about a closing that you had that was a referral talk about how they came to you and then the story of them finding their amazing home or selling their home and how that worked, like what you did to be amazing. Include that in the story. The primary reason of your story is teaching them the lesson of how to give you a referral. The secondary lesson in the story is 
why they should choose you because you're freaking amazing. And we do those stories. I do social media posts telling stories about our closings. And we also post them on our blog. So definitely consider all of the places that you can put your content like this at. You could ask people to support your business and share your contact info with someone that might need your real estate help. This is kind of the same as asking for a referral, but I feel like it's in layman terms. So, you know, do you know anybody that might need my help is different than, do you know anyone or do you have a referral for me? (laughs) It's so awkward to ask for a referral, isn't it? You could also do a contest. You could advertise a special prize that's going to be awarded to someone this month. And the only way to be considered in the raffle is to give a referral. You could have a referral appreciation party. Host a party each year for the people that closed in the last year, as well as the people that referred them. My friend Craig in Austin, he used to do this. He would rent a boat. And that was how you got an invitation to the boat party by giving a referral. Maybe you don't have many referrals. Like if you're going to start an appreciation party, but you only have a couple of sales that were referrals, why not host an intimate wine tasting event? There's usually not that much room for that many people at those events, so you can reward the small group of people that did give you referral business. And if you don't have any referral business to be appreciative of, well, why not have a wine tasting party of your favorite clients, and then you can ask them for a referral at that event. So then the next event that you have, they can be re-invited because they gave you a referral. You could have an expo to get referrals? What if you hosted a ladies night where you organize a bunch of local businesses to be available like an expo and invite all your female clients and encourage them to invite a friend? Maybe each table has prizes and there's a grand prize drawing. Maybe there's samples. You could be really creative with this. I've been to ladies night parties and similar style parties with a Christmas theme. So just choose something that works for you and your business and your brand. I'm sure that would also get you in good with the business owners that you're inviting to your event because not many people are probably considering that for them. And finally, you could be a referral source. Realtors know the best plumbers, electricians, the people that will show up to get the work done. We know all the best people to get it done. So don't be afraid to share your network because when you share with them, they might be willing to share back to you. Or when somebody says, oh my God, where did you get this amazing electrician? They might say, girl, I've got the best realtor who has all the people you should call her. Maybe you're considering probate as a lead pillar to work. And if that's the case, you're going to want to connect with some local attorneys that specialize in this niche. There's courses you can take to become more knowledgeable on the probate process. Even after a course, it's going to come back to who you know. The people that need a probate real estate agent are probably going to have a probate attorney first. So you're going to want to do some networking and figure out who those people are and how you can be the agent that they recommend. Do you work in an area that has a lot of people moving in from other areas? Nashville and Austin are top of mind examples of booming cities. You might want to invest some time to be known as the agent in your city to receive referrals from agents in the originating cities. Scan Facebook groups for your city name. Reach out to the agent offering your services. You could create special business cards just for agents when you go to conferences or out-of-town events. 
You could even go to, you know, a town, maybe a couple of hours away in your own state for continuing education classes. And that way you can network with people who might be moving not very far from home, but a little too far for those agents to work your territory. But anyway, you create this special business card for these events and your card will stand out as the relocation specialist in your city. You could offer to pay a higher referral fee. I know I've seen people who say, oh, I pay 30% on referrals. I pay 35% on referrals. And I don't know if that actually works. When I'm giving a referral, I'm not looking for the person who's going to pay me the most. And maybe I'm doing it wrong, but that's not how I do it. Personally, I'm looking for an agent that has great online reviews. They answer the phone and they sound like they know what they're talking about and yet have a fun personality. And then add these people to your database and nurture and foster those relationships, just like you would with your past clients in your sphere of influence. Becoming a new construction agent and representing builders is like you have guaranteed business. But this is another one of those who-do-you-know situations. This niche often requires extra time commitment for required sales meetings and weekend open houses. So make sure that you're agreeable to the expectations before you dive in headfirst. You know, working for a builder is like having a boss. So you want to know what your boss is going to want from you before you commit for the rest of your life working for them. Builders are probably inundated with real estate agents wanting to list their homes. So if you know a builder, you might want to try a way to connect with them that is different than sending a please hire me email. Sometimes the builder relationship is locked in with the brokerage. Maybe you could have a meeting with that broker and see if making a change to their office in exchange for being assigned a community would make good business sense for you. You might even just start hosting open houses at a development for an agent in your office. Get a couple buyers off the open houses. You'll start building a name with the builder as the buyer's agent. Once you've had a few contracts closed, with no drama, of course, then you might want to schedule a meeting with the builder to present your case on why they should hire you. Working distressed properties is another niche that you might want to consider, but you're going to need to hustle hard in this one. Foreclosure listings are few and far between, so many of the agencies already have existing relationships but you could research who is listing in your area if they're local or national and figure out who the asset manager or the hiring decision maker is. Foreclosures and short sales are two different beasts in real estate, and they both require extra work with sometimes less pay. If this is something you're interested in, then definitely go for it. If the volume of listings is enough, it might make sense. The extra work required with a foreclosure might be doing BPOs for the bank as well as required weekly reporting. That might take a considerable amount of time. If you're interested in being a short sale agent, I would encourage you to get some extra education on the process. There are several classes and probably certifications available. Once you've got the knowledge, then you can sell yourself as a short sale agent to local banks and they can refer their distressed sellers to you. Short sales might also be more of an inbound marketing lead source, so you could compound your networking efforts with content marketing to make sure that someone needing your services can find you. Another relationship lead source would be relocations. Now, this wasn't on my list originally because actually I've got it listed on the inbound marketing list, but sometimes, you know, you can be in two lists at once. If your broker has a relocation department, you might want to try and get in good with them. 
Every brokerage is going to have different policies, procedures on who gets the relos, but you might be able to influence them. If they like you more than the other relo agents, that might work out to you getting more listings. I had a friend that would bring candy into the reload department every week and she showered them with compliments. And guess what? She got more leads than everybody else. Relocations typically take a hefty referral fee from your commission. They also require extra work with weekly reporting to the relocation company. Keep those things in mind when investing in this category because it's most lucrative with a higher volume of sales. Hopefully you got one or more ideas on how you can mine your database for gold. You're probably sitting on a mountain of business and you don't even know it.